Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger one minute screen time per episode. We are the crew from Edge of Tomorrow, Men. No. No. Um, no. That was... I, we are the crew from Edge of Tomorrow, Minute. However, we don't generally sound like that. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Yeah. We, we're... The, the quality of our intros does not reflect the quality of the show. We do a, we do a, a darn good job on like the body of the show it's the stuff around it that's not really our forte i've heard some people are very entertained by how you handle the intros i mean a sucker's born every minute i guess um <laughs> but i'm dave forsyth i'm one of the hosts of edgetor i'm in it and i'm the other one todd lucas and then we have our our favorite guest from edge of tomorrow oh that's really sweet thank it's you Johnny Linsky, thank all the way you. from from movie land i don't know what you you watch movies right i do i do i watch movies and and i tend to enjoy them as well (laughs) great well then you're 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 hired it doesn't pay much um but we're here to talk about bowfinger minutes episode nine which amazingly corresponds to the ninth minute of the movie don't don't ask me for like the time codes because it's you know when they talk about like a new decade or a new century started oh it starts with zero one isn't the first it's kind of like that like the movie starts at zero so anyway <laughs> okay this this movie or this minute both starts and ends with a set of instructions i don't know why i'm picking up that weird habit now of telling you what it starts and ends with because when i didn't do it in the first right well four minutes three minutes of the that's movie, how edge of tomorrow but, works and uh yeah you're just a yeah. you're in a habit i mean we're i guess so yeah. what 96 minutes into that one well, as of this recording, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. But yeah, Bowfinger Minute 9 has our main character, titular character, Bowfinger, triumphantly stumping, stomping out of his office after declaring his preemptive Oscar win. Uh, when he opens the door, you can indeed see the address of 1621, which we talked about being that you know, it is that building. You can you can go see it today. You could go buy a crystal there if you wanted to um, amongst the, the high rises. So. Um, the the crew kind of stares on in amazement as he as he leaves, and Ephraim and Slater are both excited, and Carol sort of seems awestruck, like, "Oh, what just happened?" Uh, she she's yeah, she's no longer really smoldering. She definitely seems like she's got stars in her eyes a little, right? Bit, which seems weird because less than two minutes ago she was like, "I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm in myself that I'm here." <laughs> That's true. And we we jump to a shot of Bowfinger driving the beaten up van that we saw previously in the in the long shot outside the office, and we're kind of entering mini montage mode here, 
as uh, Marvin Gaye's wonderful one keeps uh, keeps playing through throughout this whole. I think this minute and the next minute. I think it, it continues. So he's he's chipper, right? He has his sunglasses on and his plaid sport coat. And then the, the, we only see him driving for a few seconds. And the next shot is to a, a slow pan across a rack of men's suits in a fairly generic menswear place, right? Like it's any any sort of strip mall suit store kind of kind of thing. This is a nice bit too. This is a good bit. I agree. It's. Uh, it's Steve Martin puts a lot of uh, nonverbal acting into his character's acting, right? Like it, it's 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 not just him. It's not Steve Martin acting. It's it's also Bowfinger acting in this minute, and it, it's pretty funny. So um, it stops. The camera pans across the rack of suits. It's, it's a low rack, and it, we see Bowfinger admiring a um, a black jacket on a, a hanger, and he's sort of sizing it up, and he you know, he sort of looks around him like he's looking for a sales guy. And the, the camera does a slightly faster pan away from him back to the other side of the rack where there is indeed a salesman talking to another customer. So Bowfinger kind of does that. Uh, excuse me. Oh, wait, you're you're occupied you know, without saying any of that. And they're, they're crucially not paying attention to Bowfinger. And the, the pan returns very comedically fast, I would say, uh, with a with an enhanced swooshing sound even yeah. <laughs> uh, back back to Bowfinger. You know, that, that swoosh really, really punctuates the joke. And this time we see that the jacket that he was admiring is now on Bowfinger and Bowfinger's plaid jacket is on the hanger, complete with tags. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the tag is hanging <laughs> off of it. And he sort of is still now he's he's doing the same maneuver he was doing with the black jacket, only it's with the plaid jacket. Uh, he's sort of like looking at it, like feeling the quality of the cloth and sort of changes his mind. You know, he makes that like, eh, no, no, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he does a little nose crinkle and he, he does another stalled comment to the sales guy like now. And he just puts puts his jacket, his old jacket back on the rack and exits the frame. Even as he's leaving, he's doing another like, oh, what, what's that? What's that jacket over there? So he's he's really hamming it up i suppose well, yeah. it's steve martin hamming it up his bow finger he's misdirecting this. yeah he's he's doing classic shoplifter stuff yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i've stolen it already but i'm not gonna just you know, run out of the store and raise suspicions oh no i gotta keep shopping right <laughs> right he, he might have even like purchased a four dollar pair of socks or something like that on, on mm -hmm. his way out but you know just to throw off suspicion but it's it's a pretty funny bit it's it's a quick quick little bit and then i think it actually kind of continues because we see when he, when we see the next shot, it's him back in the van doing essentially the same maneuver, just in the new clothes, right? So right. It's like it's like this this uh, interlude was was barely a, a blip on his radar. He he doesn't seem like he's regretful about it. He didn't seem like he was nervous it's, about it. Was it was a step he had to take. It was a, yeah. a, a, a thing he needed to check off of his list. Yeah, yeah. It was right. part of the plan for today. You know, he knew that was his first step, and yeah, it it, it seems he he has to have done this. To be able to move anywhere, you know, that was comedy. It was too much, too fast. But being able to, you know, because one of those tags is is not just hanging on a string. One of them is on a string and another one actually is clipped through the fabric somehow. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. I, I couldn't even have done that that quickly, let alone having put on the black jacket and move the plaid jacket onto the hanger. It's just not a chance. Now, do we think he'll ever go back and switch back to the plaid coat? No, right I, I was I was thinking a lot about this, and, and and I think this 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 conversation might be more appropriate for the next episode. But the 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 plaid jacket is 
something that he recognizes as as uh, either no longer fashionable or something sure. that that that. But but it's it, it's uh, you you have the clothes you have you know. So there was not any reason to change out of it until this point when he was going to go to a fancier place and he knew that that jacket wasn't wasn't going to uh, it, it was uh, only going to close doors for him and it wasn't going to open anything. Yeah, I think you're right. We, we are going to see a good example of, of that updating in the next minute. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we can kind of leave that talk. But yeah, I know. I mean, from from the uh, 2023 perspective. I I like the plaid jacket better, but you know that's it's everything old becomes new again, right? So it, he was he's definitely getting his of the moment important producers jacket that he he felt like he needed, right? Well, it, it uh, the black jacket really goes a lot better with the shirt and tie and his hair than the plaid jacket does. The plaid jacket's just sure. wrong for all of that. But then you know as you you see that the the pants are obviously worn black pants so they're gray you know they're they're not meant to be that kind of gray they're just just off black yeah you see him from the below the jacket line you're like okay that's not right yeah he's he's clearly wearing slacks and a sport coat and not not like a tailored suit that all came in the same box kind of right yeah and then the as you know he he exits the frame and and because we're in montage mode it it that's the end of that store we don't we don't go we don't see that store again and we uh the next shot is from uh, sort of across the across the street from a, a studio drive up lot gate kind of we've all seen these in the movies where somebody thinks they're important enough to drive into the lot and the, the guard is like no you don't have the pass or or whatever we see that from across the street and we're watching it from that distance in order to see the a clear look at the big 50 50 foot tall billboard on the side of the building and it's advertising a movie with kit ramsey called explicit endeavor <laughs> and the the blurb at the bottom of it declares it an action-packed thriller and you know it's it's eddie murphy who is is uh is kit ramsey so you know i i think we're fair game to talk about him because he's sure he's right there it's introduced in this in this minute but yeah first appearance <clears throat> yeah right we get we get it you know eddie murphy he did stuff we talked about him before mm. <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's clearly like a, a a big schwarzenegger stallone style action movie from the from the 80s 90s kind of thing it's you know basically got him in in a boxing position with a, a fist jutting out of the frame of the of that and he's he's kicking ass or, or whatever the silver mercedes convertible with with the top down that drives out of the gate is is what the camera follows though we you know we linger there long enough to get a good look at that poster and then the camera follows the Mercedes as it comes out and it the car drives past the camera and into a parking ramp, which is, you know, it crosses. It's, it's very close. Like it, it just crosses the street, makes a turn and it's in the parking ramp. And we cut to the interior of that of that ramp and we see the Mercedes pulling into a spot just as Bowfinger is pulling into the adjacent spot. And the, the you know, the sort of nose to tail pulling in at the same time. Bowfinger's already popping out of the van and and essentially in one quick motion going out of the van and into the Mercedes. The driver of the Mercedes gets out and opens the door and is, is holding it open for him. Um, this is clearly a, another thing that they've done before, right? It, right. Like like the, the jacket maneuver, he, he it's clearly a practice thing in, in this this car borrowing maneuver is, is something, you know, it's, th- this is Dave, which he, he called on the phone earlier um, in probably minute five or uh, or something like that, but uh, you know the, the last of the people he called on the phone before we met the crew, and 
Dave even sort of pulls into a spot that is like easy for him to just pull out of and, and go. It, it's it's made for for speed and quick exchange. And we, we hear why. Right. Bowfinger whistles his approval uh, of the car. He says, good job, Dave. Great work. And you know, clearly impressed by it. And Dave is played by Jamie Kennedy. And we'll talk maybe more about him in, in minute 10, because that's minute 10 is Dave minute, clearly. Yeah. But <laughs> Dave says, I got to have this back in 45 minutes. Uh, and there's a, a car washing operation going on in the background of, of this this garage ramp and there's at least two other guys working there and they got hoses and rags and everything and the sign says executive auto detailing services and um have you have you guys ever seen this going on in a parking ramp, ramp like that i know i worked at a place before that had the service advertised where you could drop off your car and get it washed and pick it up at the end of the day but i never actually saw it happening so yeah. and I'm, I'm guessing this this may actually be a real location you know just on, yeah, on the studio lot where they were working the movie and it's like, oh, this is perfect. We don't even have to, you know, we got extras in the scene. We don't even have to pay. <laughs> yeah. They just drove into a literal car wash. And, yeah. Well, you know, Fra Frank Oz, that guerrilla filmmaker that he is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you never see him coming. <laughs> ah, true. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, so I know these services exist, but like I said, I'm, I'm not sure I've, I've ever seen one in action. But uh, it's it seems like the type of thing that a high-powered uh, movie executive would have people on on the lot to do for them. So I, I assume that Dave, um, well, I mean, I guess it, it gets shown later that he does, he is an employee of the studio, right? He right. has lot access and, and access to things on, on the lot. So he's not just a, a car wash guy. He's like the PA or the gopher or something right. like that, 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 that takes care of stuff for the executives. Yeah. He's, he's the kind of guy that is always hanging around this or anybody, any executive or director or star would just hand their keys to and say, here, take the whatever over and get it taken mm -hmm. care of. Yeah. Yeah. Gets lunch, does all the stuff, right. you know, lunch, and everyone just orders. Yeah. People just trust him because he's always there. You know, we'll, we'll see more about his ambitions again in the next minute, but he's also one of those people that, hangs around doing these types of jobs because he's got designs on being in the movies, you know, maybe right. not as an actor in, in Dave's case, but the magic of the movie draws him in too. I can't really imagine what sort of hold Bowfinger might have over him other than that, than that promise, right? right. They, they don't, they do have seem, well, we'll see again in, in the next minute that they have quite a bit of history, sure. obviously, but uh, I think my created backstory for it kind of works in there. If, if Bowfinger was just a, a PA before he was able to break out and start making things on his own, maybe he like mentored him. He mentored Dave in. So sure. it may go I mean, way back to the beginning of Dave's career. Yeah. We'll find out later that he's, he's also made promises that were unkept to, to, sure. to Dave. Like, like we assumed he has to, to Slater and Carol, but yeah, yeah it's, I wanted to point out that that uh, over the course of these uh, episodes that we've done, we've we've had to have given out uh, at least five great ideas for a Bowfinger prequel. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. So if if anybody's paying attention, we've basically written the movie for you. And yeah, my I mean, hair is half white already. I can play Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Steve Martin can still play Steve Martin too because he's yeah. the same. Yeah, he's still looking pretty good. So, but yeah, I mean, if you want to make the Dave story a Bowfinger prequel. I think Jamie Kennedy's probably available. <laughs> not not a ton going on in this uh, in this minute, other than, than that than the suit gag yeah. um, and the and the car swap. But yeah, I mean, compared to to the van he drove in on, this is a, a pretty nice pretty nice upgrade. It's a 
I know, Johnny, you would approve. Yeah, this is uh, oh, your, I'm, a, sort of I'm a, a big, big convertible fan. Yeah. And, and this is uh, this is one of the lovelier ones. Yeah, it's I mean, for a while it was hard to find your sort of two seater convertible. I mean, there was sort of a dearth of them for a few years. Is, but is this a two seater or, or is it a sedan? It's a two seater okay. or it's a two door, two door. There's probably a little door. bit of yeah, yeah. a little bit of room in the back. But yeah, not not much. But uh, yeah, I guess the I guess when you go to the luxury car market, there's always convertibles available for you. But maybe that sort of low to mid priced uh, market that 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 we're all in for our autos is probably not the not the most replete with uh, yeah. with convertibles. So would you if if you were to move back to California, you you would demand a convertible again, right? I currently drive a convertible, Dave. It, you do? Yes. Not not in California? No, no. In the depths of the Kansas City winters, uh, despite those depths, I still drive a convertible. This is huh. the this is the fourth convertible that I've had in my life. This is a, uh, the, the current car is a Mini Cooper convertible hmm. uh, oh, okay. following a, um, a Volkswagen Eos. Um, okay. I drove for a number of years. And then before that was the, uh, I think you know, is the, was the Mazda Miata. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then proceeded. That was preceded by the Mercury Capri. The Capri had a tiny back seat, like you were describing before. Yeah, um, yeah. two two door, basically three seat because you could only really fit one person in the back seat. And then the the Miata famously is is a two seater. Uh, and then once I became aware that I would I was going to become a father, that's when I had to switch to the uh, the Eos because I, I needed a back seat again, and I still do uh, because my my daughter's still alive. <laughs> Congratulations! So we have yeah, thank you. good job, good job. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> so uh, and then uh, so this this Mini Cooper also has a backseat as well. Hmm. All right, all right. So uh, so yes, your answer is yes. You would you would demand that for your California? Oh, lifestyle. definitely. Yeah. If, I mean, yeah. If, okay. I, if I demanded in the middle of winter here, I would yeah. definitely demand it out there. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll I see the wisdom in that. Okay. The one thing that I wanted to point out was I heard a I heard an interview. With 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 John Ronson, this is from years ago, where he was talking about um, movies, and he was talking about how movies just just eat up ideas. So it's not like like uh, if you're writing a book, uh, which is what what he's mostly known for, um, you can spend several pages on one thing that happens, and you would just describe it in depth, and and um, and and you could spend as much time as you want talking about it. Um, but a but a, a movie, it just consumes ideas so if you think about that idea with the the jacket bit yeah. to describe that jacket bit i mean we listened to your description of it and it was longer than the than the jacket bit itself <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh, for sure so it's it's it just goes to prove that that his point about how movies just eat up ideas um you can't just come in like oh i've got a jacket bit okay well that takes care of one minute or or 45 yeah. seconds what else you got no that's true and uh, you know we, we sort of alluded to there being a lot going on in this movie right there are a plots, B plots, C plots. I mean, it like it every, eh, maybe not every character, but most characters have their their own sort of arc through this movie. Some characters have have several, and there are uh, the sort of cult of personality that we talk about, and then real cults, and then uh, <laughs> you know aliens. Yeah, I mean, like th- this movie more than many others, I think, uh, does sef- certainly chew through those ideas and. Anytime you go into a montage like this, there's probably somebody who wrote what they thought was a really good extended bit that then got montaged up in in some editing bay. But yeah, agreed. All right. Well, I guess we should probably wrap up nine and we'll get to the to the big meaty Dave minute number 10. Um, And as we wrap up the week, we'll kind of 
talk more about our feelings for the movie Bowfinger. So come back for Feelings Friday. I'm going to dub it. Everybody likes alliteration, right? Sure. Sure. Why not? All right. Well, you can find our other stuff over at edgeoftomorrowminute.com. We do this sort of thing, but I mean, probably better, right? We had more practice at it. Sure. Yeah. By now, we're really good at it. <laughs> yeah. For the movie Edge of Tomorrow, uh, you may know it as Live, Die, Repeat. It's got Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, uh, Bill Paxton, Dragomir Mersich. Nice. Uh, <laughs> who else? Who else is in that movie? Um, somebody else. I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, um, who's the general? What's his name? Uh, well, the general's name is Brigham, but the, the, what's his name? <laughs> what's the actor's name? It doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we talked about him like a long time ago. So, but you'll know him when we talk about him in probably minutes like 12 and 15 or something like that. So, and then again in like 78 and 79. So, right. something. Anyway, uh, we do a lot of minutes about this movie over there, by the way. So go edge of tomorrow minute. Go check those out. You can check out this podcast, the Bowfinger Minute podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or over at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. And pretty please, make a little time to, to like, subscribe, and review this show, uh, and really any other podcast that you like over on Apple Podcasts. It seems to be the one that everyone wants to have you review on. I don't, I don't, you know, find, find some place to write something nice to the people who make art for you, because they like to hear that yep just in general yeah half the time we don't even know you're there if you're not speaking up <laughs> most of our fans are very sneaky so yeah um <laughs> uh social media for this podcast the bowfinger minute podcast is welcome to mindhead the bowfinger minute listeners center over on facebook it's a group you can come there and chat with other fans maybe some creators of some of these weeks of minutes and on twitter at bowfinger minute Please join us next time on the Bowfinger Minute. And in the meantime, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Keep it together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Cause there's always one more Show. One more show.